Welcome to Chicagoland Parenting Stories. I am your host, Lisa Zimmerman. Let's get started with today's parenting story. Welcome back to episode 22 of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. Today we have Molly Peterson and Ashley Richmond. Molly and Ashley are co-owners of Wisco Lactation. They are both international board certified lactation consultants. Their business covers Lake County, Illinois, Kenosha County, Wisconsin, Racine County, Wisconsin, and Milwaukee County, Wisconsin. They offer both home visits and office visits, and their offices are located in Wauwatosa, Wisconsin, and Kenosha, Wisconsin. Welcome, Molly and Ashley. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry for the mouthful. I know, that is a mouthful. My goodness. I'm like, you need to to make that an elevator speech. Yeah, Yeah, we definitely do. So I'm going to go ahead and start with you, Ashley. Can you go ahead and introduce yourself and your children? And if you don't want to use the names, that's fine. That's fine. Just the ages is fine. Oh, it's fine. There. Um, my name is Ashley Richmond. As you said, I have two kiddos. Lucy is 13. So she's in eighth grade this year. And oh Oliver is 10. He's in fifth grade. So I've got some older kiddos, which is fun. I'm in a different phase of parenting. And it's been, you know, every phase has their challenges. So. Good. I'm sure my son started middle school this fall and okay. man, it yeah. has been quite the Different transition. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like he's 80% back and 20% has been lost to middle school forever, but it's okay. <laughs> but he always talks about how the eighth graders, you know, the eighth graders at a school are pretty rough. And it's interesting because mm-hmm. I didn't really think about it until he brought it up, but the eighth graders were in fourth grade when the pandemic started. And then like, they didn't yeah. go back to school till mm-hmm. sixth grade. Yeah. That's gotta yeah. be crazy. Yeah, that was huge. Yeah, wow. I know. So that's quite the the leap off. Um, And then the 10 year old in fifth grade is a big man on campus this year, huh? Yeah, he is. He walks his little um, kindergarten cousin in. We were having some issues with the my nephew uh, making it into kindergarten, he would scream for my sister and try to run back out. And we've come up with that Oliver takes his hand and walks him in and it's been lovely. So he feels like he has all this responsibility and it's really great to see. So that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. And Molly, can you go ahead and introduce yourself and the name um, if you want and age of your child? Sure. My name is Molly Peterson, like you said, and I have a two and a half year old Ella. So I am in the thick of the toddler years right now. <laughs> she is lovely, but like the feistiest person I've ever met. And I don't know where she gets it from because I don't feel like I'm a super feisty person. My husband's definitely not. So her new thing is be back. And she like puts her hand up and oh. like gives me this look of I'll like- be back. You can see right here. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was like talk to the hand or something like that, but no, it's yeah, like, like you stay yeah, there and I'm gonna go. Here. Yep. I gotta go do something. It's really important. Don't bother me. It's how the, the vibe is in our house right now. <laughs> so I don't know if anybody's told you the secret that three's even harder. I'm not sure, Ooh, but I'm just gonna be the person I, that does it. Three is a monster. Yeah. Yeah. I've heard that. I can only imagine what three is gonna be like, but We'll see what we end up with with her. I think I, I keep joking. She's either going to rule the world or a prison gang. And I'm just hoping it's not the latter. So we'll see. Well, and really, you know, they call them three teenagers for a reason. Could you get a chance mm-hmm. to see what they're going to be like a teenagers? But really, it's just the yeah. idea that they can vocalize 
every single emotion at the exact moment they're having it yes. all yes. day long. And so we're getting a little taste the, of that already, yeah. I think. So that's when parenting starts becoming much more emotionally challenged instead of physically challenged yeah. because they could do most of their things. They learn how to potty train and stuff sure. like that. But it's just like, sure. oh man, I can't handle this today. Yeah, yeah okay. she is very like, she, she knows a lot of emotions. So she'll say, I'm sad, mama, or oh, happy. So like we're working on the emotions, but they're very big all the time. Okay, Molly, I'm going to start with you. If you had to describe your parenting style, what would it be? That's a really good question. I was thinking about this and I think it's like mostly gentle parenting with like a little side of, oh my God, if that makes any sense. Like I have my (laughs) moment to myself and take a deep breath and then I'm like, I hear that you're feeling frustrated, you know, but like in my brain, I'm like, son of a, so I try really, really hard. I lose myself and lose my stuff you know, every now and again, we all do. But I guess, you know, the biggest component for me is just trying to sit down and be like, okay, I'm sorry that I yelled at you or had my big feelings. Mom was feeling frustrated. Um, You know, that kind of a thing. So a little bit of gentle parenting, a little bit of leave my my stuff and hope for the best is kind of where I'm at. Without disclosing your age, which generation are you a part of then? I am a millennial. Okay. So as a millennial, how would you describe how you were parented? And is it similar or different to how you parent? I didn't realize we were supposed to be parented. That's a new concept for me. No, just kidding. I, <laughs> growing up was really chaotic there. It's the opposite of what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to kind of break those generational things right now. Um, it was weird growing up. My, um, it was mostly me and my dad and my three younger siblings. So there was a lot of like me parenting at the same time as like trying to be parented. So it was kind of a weird vibe, but you make it work. But yeah, definitely trying to not do that to Ella. So hopefully we're doing the right thing. So just providing a little bit more stability. Totally. Yes. Stability and emotional support and just, you know, lots of love. That's for sure. Okay. And Ashley, if yeah. you had to describe your parenting style, what would it be? So it's funny, I I actually asked my child because she can communicate that to me. I am moderately moderate is what my husband said. So sometimes I crack the whip and sometimes I'm more lenient. Um, yeah, my daughter was like, well, you're somewhere in the middle. So I don't know. I take that as a win. That's kind of what I was going for, I guess. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, sometimes you have to be a little bit more on on it than others sometimes we choose our battles so I was very heavily into attachment parenting when my kids were little um but I I never really subscribed to all of the parameters of that so you know trying to have that emotional connection but also being like nope that's not gonna fly Mm -hmm. you know like Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's kind of where I where I landed okay uh without disclosing your age which generation are you a part of so I'm an in-betweener. I am not a millennial and I'm not a Gen Xer. So I am a zennial. Zen- oh, I've never <laughs> heard that before. Okay. Yeah. So I'm like right in the middle. I had to actually look it up because um, I'm not really any of, you know, any of those. Um, but I'm not, I definitely don't feel like I'm a part of the millennial generation. Like I came from growing up, we would still play outside until the lights came on, you know, my parents would scream for us and like, where were you? They didn't really know sometimes, you know, so, you know, the way that they were parented basically with a little bit more supervision. So, yep, that's kind of where I am an in-betweener. 
So you remember like the dial-up internet tone and 100%. the phone on the wall yeah. and bing, bing, boom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you got mail. Okay. Exactly. So as a zennial, which I'm like, oh, this is so exciting. Learn a new word. Um, how would you describe how you were parented then compared to how you parent? Yeah. So that's kind of a, a loaded question. <laughs> my, my parents, um, my mom in particular, she was a came from a family of divorce and dysfunction and some alcoholism and things like that. So they didn't have a great like basis of where to come from. Um, but I feel like they raised me pretty well. I turned out, I think, pretty good. Uh, they they swung really from like authoritarian to like permissive. It was like kind of like parenting roulette. Mm -hmm. um, you know, <laughs> you never knew what you were going to get. So they had me very young, though. So, you know, there was there was love, but it was kind of, you know, as Molly said, her upbringing was very chaotic. Mine was as well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, can you describe the work that you do, Ashley, for those that may not understand how you help new families? Yeah, so I'm an international board certified lactation consultant. Um, I help families feed their babies uh, at the breast. I help them with bottle feeding as well. So I'm pumping too. So just helping feed babies basically. Um, prior to being a lactation consultant, I was a postpartum doula for eight years um, doing in-home newborn care. So I have a lot of experience with babies. Um, yeah, so that's how I help them. And what is the favorite, what's your favorite thing about the work that you do? Um, I think my favorite thing is giving parents the confidence that they know what they're doing. A lot of times they come in in the beginning and they're just kind of a lot of anxiety. They're scared. You know, I have a lot of them say, well, nobody ever gave me a book on how to, you know, parent or feed my baby. And so we give them the tools that they need to have confidence in that. So seeing them go from, you know, sort of anxiety and not really know what they're doing to owning it is what I really like. Okay. And what is the biggest challenge with the work you do? I think getting a little too close, I guess, compassion fatigue. Mm. Mm. Um, I hear that a lot on this podcast. Yeah, it's, it's tough sometimes when you really, really want to help. And, you know, you as a as a person, you have to take into consideration your own limitations with your own family and your own mental health and things like that. So yeah, that's the hardest part for me, I would say. Okay. And Molly, did you have anything that you wanted to add for the way that you help new families? I, I was going to say, I feel like actually I took notes separately, but they echo every, everything she oh, had. Funny. So, <laughs> kudos, Ashley. No, I think, I think she hit the, the nail right on the head. I guess my favorite part is like that aha moment for families or like when all of a sudden, like you're doing the triple feeding and like we're working on milk supply or baby finally gets the tongue tie released or whatever is happening. And then all of a sudden, they come in and like, they took four ounces at the breast and like this moment of like euphoria that fills the room and like, you try not to cry because you're so happy. That's probably my, my favorite thing. Um, but then also, like Ashley said, the compassion fatigue is so real. I take, it's so hard not to take your work home with you and like want to check in with these families and see how they're doing and you can't want it more than they want it, which is also sometimes kind of hard. So um, it's just finding that like work-life balance for me. Um, but ha since having Ella, I've been much more like strict with my boundaries, which is really nice. Like before I would come in, you know, every day and be like, okay, I'll see you at eight o'clock at night. It's fine. Like, I, you know, but 
now we've got, you know, Ashley and I and some amazing contractors. And so I try to stick to my time that I'm dedicated to be here so that the time that I'm dedicated with her is, you know, meaningful. Yeah. And that's really the struggle nonstop of being a mother and working is just constantly other than childcare too, is just constantly just trying to find the balance of your own, you know, fulfillment, right. In what you do and feeling like you're actually doing a good job at it. Cause the worst feeling is that I'm not doing good at either of these things. And then that's really hard. Um, but also just trying to also create those boundaries. Like, um, I had seen a therapist for like business purposes to help me create boundaries a few years back. And the, the therapist, you know, was like, well, you can't text with your clients. And I was like, what are you kidding me? Like, what are you talking about? How would we, you know, and she's like email only and I still do it. And it makes a big difference because like, even though like a client will occasionally forget and they'll text me, I'll just be like, Oh, that's so great. Can you please follow up with me an email just to remind them? And I usually tell them my text messages are going off. And the thing is, is I'm horrible at following up with them. Like, I don't want to forget you. So like, if I keep you in my inbox, then I know I need to follow up on this thing. Um, but it's really, it's really, really hard. And I think that that has helped though with the compassion fatigue, but I find it's the hardest when you're going, like if you're doing home visiting or in your, in the office environment and it's, you know, the train wreck to the next client and just refreshing for that has got to be hard. For sure. And especially if, you know, it's a crazy day and they're back to back to back and don't even have a minute to pee, let alone like reset emotionally a little bit. And then you have to turn around and go, Hey, welcome. How's it going? Yeah. It can be very tricky. Yeah. Uh, Ashley, did you always want to be a parent? No, I did not. I actually really hated kids. (laughs) (laughs) I have friends who say I hate kids. I just like my own. Yeah. I mean, there's like a certain age where I'm like, okay, like I love babies. I've always loved babies, but when you get into the older kiddos, I'm just like, mm, I could never like be a kindergarten teacher or first grade or anything like that. Like, nope, I'll stick to the babies that I can pick up and I know exactly what to do with. And <laughs> yeah, so no, I didn't want kids. And at what age of your child do you think that you really start parenting? Um. So... I think there's like a progression right in the beginning when they're babies, you are, you're just meeting their needs all the time. And it's kind of, you're kind of getting into the the rhythm of that, but then there's this switch that happens. Um, and it's usually around one to two ish. I feel like where you're actually like setting some boundaries and things like that. And I feel like that's when parenting really begins where you switch from that. I'm meeting all of their needs to I'm setting some boundaries And I find that a lot of times clients struggle with that. Like as a postpartum doula, I saw a lot of that where you had the older toddlers where they're like, you know, two and a half, three, and they've never had boundaries set. And it's kind of like these kids are a hot mess. They just don't know what they're supposed to be doing. Um, So I do talk to people about that, that it's good to start setting boundaries and sticking to them. And yeah. Do you have to parent your children differently? And if so, how? I do. They have different personalities. So my daughter is, honestly, she's pretty easygoing. Um, You know, as we've entered these teen years, it's changed a little bit, as I'm sure you can attest to as well with your middle schooler. Um, But yeah, she's pretty easy and very responsible. So I don't really have to lord over her. 
as far as like her schoolwork or what she's doing, she's very on it and focused and organized. Um, my son, though, on the other hand, he's not like that as much. Like he's still responsible, but I do have to be on him a little bit more of like, did you do your reading and did you do that? And have you eaten and all these things? So, um, but he's also very sensitive. So he's, you know, I have to really choose my words carefully with him. Um, so yeah, I do have to parent them differently. Did the pandemic change anything about the way you had to parent them? Honestly, not really. I mean, my kids were older. Um, I mean, school was obviously weird. Like you said, it was from, you know, fourth, fifth, almost into halfway through sixth grade when they were home on and off. And it was just, you know, that part of it was challenging um, as far as like parenting goes, because I had to really be on them a little bit more about their schoolwork part of it. But, you know, they they were older, so it didn't change all that much for me personally. And Molly, you must have had your daughter in kind of in the throes of the pandemic. So yeah, she was born in February, 2021. Okay. So did that make it harder for you to meet other new moms or did you already have a good social system or did it just kind of work out where you had other mom friends? Cause I do see you online. So I do see that you do have friends. Yeah. yeah. I do have friends. I feel like for like the first time ever, I have like a group of friends, which is great um but I think it started probably closer when she was about one um a good friend of mine works at the same birthing center I do and her son's a couple of months younger than my daughter and so um she was really the one that was like come on you're coming to mom's group (laughs) so that was really amazing and helpful um but it probably was when she was like closer to one is when I kind of branched out but it was a weird time like I have photos when she's a newborn of my dad holding her he's wearing a mask and it's like okay this looks so dumb but uh you know we had to protect I didn't you don't know we didn't know anything so it was all about protection and so um I do feel like that first six nine months I was very much more of like hermit and you know just kind of stayed home and didn't do a ton when she was a baby we went out like when the summer when it was warmer and we could be outside that was great um but definitely well, closer to one is when I felt like I actually made some some other mom friends, which was really game changing for sure. And are you all still in contact, like regularly? Yeah, we have this. Yeah, we have this little moms group that meets once a month. It kind of like rotates houses or locations, and so there's usually like less than ten of us, and it's just for the moms. The kids don't come. Um, we do have like oh, play the kids don't the come. Time. That's fantastic. Come, the kids okay. don't come. Yeah, so we get to do play dates constantly, but you know we're always at one of our houses playing with the kids. But once a month, it's like dedicated mom time where you can just like sit back and relax. It's tomorrow. I'm so excited. We're ordering pizza. It's gonna be great. Um, but yeah, definitely just get to like chill out. The the toddler stays home with my husband. I get to go. And, you know, it's from like five to seven, so like everybody's home for bedtime, and that's lovely. But just gives a little break, which is great. Well, and five o'clock is a great time to meet because first of all, you get the night off for dinner and dealing with all that. So that's kind of fun. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but it's also like, it doesn't feel like it's so late in the day that, you know, you're more likely to be like, oh, I don't know if I want to do this at this point. It's still exactly. like the ball's exactly. still rolling. Exactly. Yes. Jake gets to do dinner time. He starts bath time. He's sometimes starting bedtime when I get home. So I just kind of swoop in and if I'm needed, great. If not, I get to just kind of like hang out, which is lovely and not something that's in our normal life you know so once a month kind of treat is really great right but probably also very empowering for both of them too because they have their own little relationship and then they get their own little time together and all of that exactly what is your most embarrassing parenting moment 
That's a really great question. I had to think about it. Um, so I, I mentioned earlier that she's very sassy. And there was this older woman at Target who was trying to like, you know how they are and say hi and what's your name and whatever. And Ella just looked at her and went, oh, and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I was I was so red. I felt so horrible because I'm a people pleaser. Like I'm really trying not to raise a people pleaser. So I think I'm checking that box right now, but I was mortified. And this like little old lady looked at me like I was raising a hellion and like, (laughs) how could I even allow this? So that was a very embarrassing moment for, yeah. But Ella was very proud. She's like, I don't want to talk to you right now. So leave me alone. You are outside my boundaries right now. Uh-huh, exactly. <laughs> what do you personally see as the biggest trend in parenting right now? So I feel like at least like in, you know, I kind of waver in the like space of lactation land and parenthood that's not related to lactation, but you know, kind of in the mix. So right now I feel like this is thing everywhere slightly related to lactation where you have to have a freezer full of milk to be able to do anything and everything in your life. Oh my God. And it's exhausting. And so I'm constantly preaching like you don't need a freezer full of milk to like go out with your friends or to be able to leave your baby. Like let's have a couple ounces and you'll be set. So I feel like that's a really big trend right now, especially on social media. Like you see all of these celebrities or influencers who are like, in my cool freezer. And it's like, this is just making so much anxiety for a lot of people unnecessarily. Yeah. I always tell my clients, like my son is 11 and this was never a part of my early parenting or I would have died. And like, and I'm always like, you know, and you don't see the woman behind it. You just see the freezer. So like, you don't see, they're probably in constant pain. They can't leave the house. They can't sleep. They're haggard. You know, and maybe that's not true, but this is how I'm trying to present it of being like, this is, you know, the expectation is it's really hard. And it's funny because I work for the milk bank. Yeah. So then I have this other part of me that obviously wants people to make milk for the preemies. Sure. But at the same time, sure. it's the people who there are some people who just naturally make gobs and gobs of milk and that's fine. But it being set up as this expectation, I think is just so hard. I couldn't even imagine all no. the pressure on top of that, like that being the yeah. icing on the cake, because like on the first visit, it's always like, well, how am I going to start storing? And I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Right. let's just stabilize the situation. <laughs> yeah. I had a prenatal couple yesterday. Can you fit me for flanges so that I can make sure I'm pumping? And I'm like, whoa, man, like why? We don't, we know we're not going to pay for flanges. Like we, we can start that process, but like, we don't need to be pumping all this time immediately after your baby's born. I know that is really hard. Uh, Ashley, what do you see as the biggest trend in parenting right now? I think social media influence. Just blanket social media. Just in general. So I have so many clients that come in with so much anxiety about random things that they see. Should I be doing this? I'm not doing this. I'm not doing it right because I saw this influencer that's doing it this way and I have to do it this way. And as somebody who had their kids when social media especially my daughter 13 years ago it wasn't even really a thing I mean we had Facebook we had to get on the actual computer to get on it it wasn't on your phone um so like I didn't have any of that so it's just kind of a different you know I feel like it causes a lot of unnecessary stress for these families um that you know it's just like no like trust your trust your instincts like it's okay if you're not doing what you know this person on instagram told you to do or you didn't buy this product that they told you to buy you know so it's just like and all these items that they feel like they need to have because this person has it so it's just like yeah i feel like it's um social media influence and also have you seen these dry, giant stroller wagon things mm-hmm. they're like a thousand dollars 
They're insanely huge and expensive. And I almost got run over by one at the <laughs> farmer's market the other day. And I was like, what is this? They're like, they can seat like four kids. Like they have the yes. individual seats. They're literally thousands of dollars. Like it's unreal. Yeah, that's like the newest trendy thing that I've seen just walking around and seeing people pushing these giant wagon things. And I'm like, what is that? So true. So well, true. And like, and it's funny because here I am. I'm like, wow, I kind of missed the wagon that we had because the wagon was so helpful for so many yeah. things, but it sure. wasn't yeah. outside the norms of the normal size wagon. And even that was a pain, you know, like yeah. Yeah. you could have your bag in it, you could have your child and whatever else you needed. But yeah, I couldn't yeah. imagine trying to do that. And then like, if you're at the farmer's market, what'd you do? You load it all this in the car. And so you got to load it all out of the car and load it all yeah. in. And it just yeah. seems like an awful lot yeah. of work. I, I love I'm, baby wearing. Exactly. I was like, I'm a baby wearing advocate. <laughs> like just throw that kid on your chest and you're good yeah. to go. <laughs> I, know, I, I always tell people kid, like, don't buy anyone. And I always they're tell people wearing. like, you can still go to the bathroom with it on too. It's not glamorous. Oh, yeah. but they make sure you can it. go to the bathroom. Like if you need I've to, you know, <laughs> that oh, is yeah. so funny. That's Ashley, true. what is your most embarrassing parenting moment? Um, so I had, it was, more traumatizing than embarrassing I guess like my daughter was coming <laughs> coming up the stairs um we lived in a house where you had to like go upstairs in order to get into the house and I had grocery bags in my hands and she was probably mm, one-ish um and the grocery bag was kind of coming down and there was all this food in it and it was about to get on top of her and I had to grab her by the arm and pull her up these steps and I basically pulled her arm out of the socket. Oh, oh. So it was very embarrassing to have to go to the doctor and tell them this story. And I felt absolutely awful. And I was so guilt ridden. And I'm like, oh, my God, I ruined my baby. You know, so it was very embarrassing, I guess, but also pretty traumatizing, too. She was okay. They popped it back in and it was all good. But it was just, yeah. One of those things. Yes. Well, and it's actually a super common thing that can happen. And I'm forgetting the yes. name of it right now, but there's actually a name for that injury. And I'll see people all the time that just lift their kids by the arm just to mm. grab them to do what. And I'm always like, oh, be careful. Yeah. Like, you know, but yeah. I mean, you were helping the groceries not to fall on her. Like, you right. know, a jar of pasta sauce could right. hurt her. She could have gotten <laughs> yeah. knocked out by some cans of beans or something. Exactly. <laughs> And then you'd have to explain that too. So really it's a no-win situation. <laughs> oh my kid, yes. Oh gosh, yeah. So that was probably the most embarrassing. What have your children taught you the most about being a parent? Um, I think patience is the biggest thing they've taught me. Um, sometimes it's okay to stop. I'm a, I'm a person that's always doing something. I'm a person where like, I'll say, oh, I'll do that later. And then I do it you know, two minutes later, like, oh, I'll do that tomorrow. And then two minutes later, it's done. Molly can tell you this is true. I was going to say, I can attest to that. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that just got me to kind of slow down a little bit. It's okay to stop and snuggle sometimes. I mean, I could be better at it, but they've gotten me to a place where I'm better than I was. So yeah. Mm -hmm. That's good. And um, what is your biggest ad parenting advice to share with new parents? Um, I think that they know their child best. Trust your gut. Uh, you know, if someone is making you doubt something, um, doubt your instincts, don't listen. 
even if it's somebody in authority, like your pediatrician or something like that, where they're saying they're not believing you or, you know, not trusting you, like, you know, your baby, you know, your child best kind of thing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's a hard one though. Yeah, definitely. Especially when you're a new parent, because, you know, it's like almost everybody's standing above you and telling you what to do. So it is very hard. I mean, if you have your partner with you, I guess, and you're in there as a united force, maybe it's a little bit easier, but. Yeah. And I find that that's something that with those families that I work with that have, you know, baby three, baby four, baby five, where they're just like, I trust my gut all the time, you know? So it's like, as a new parent, it's hard to do that. But as you have more children, I find that the families find it easier to be like, nope, I know my kid kind mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I always wonder if that comes with age a little bit too. Cause I, I feel like there's oh, a sure. difference between my older parents that are just kind of like, nope, this is just what we're going to do. And yeah. then, you know, people that are younger that like you were saying that like, you know, they're much more tuned to what other people are doing. And there's mm-hmm. like this rigidity around just trying to figure it out like themselves a little bit. And yeah, I think it it's 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 hard because either way you're under a lot of pressure. Yeah, the pressure is the same, but it depends on like how much pressure you actually like put on yourself. Right, right. Yep. And Molly, what has your child taught you the most about being a parent? I think confidence, but in two different ways, like being confident in myself as a mom, kind of like Ashley was saying, but also this girl is just wickedly confident and I love it so much and I'm so happy that she's so confident and so it's kind of teaching me a little bit to be confident as well like um for example you know at the park if some kids kind of like running and re- running her down to try to get to the slide or something I feel like my like initial reaction would be like oh it's fine let him go first or whatever but she was there she deserves to go down the slide if she wants to and so before I think I would be a little bit more hesitant but now it's like no like you you are here. You you're present. You get to you get to be a person, and so confident in that way too. And like just letting her express herself and letting her be her own person, and trying not to put the fire out because she's very feisty, and I love it. But trying to keep the flame going, if that makes sense. So will she actually tell that kid, "Oh no, I was here," or she's not quite yes. there yet? Okay. Yes. Now she'll say, "No, my turn," and I love it. Good for her. Yeah. I mean, like she's got, she, you know, there's sometimes where, no, babe, it's not your turn. He was here first. You know, we were working right. on that front, but you know, she's very confident in herself and it's kind of rubbing off on me a little bit, which I'm impressed by her. So it's fun. That's really special. I mean, it's pretty nice to say you're already impressed by your child when they're that young, yeah. you know? Yeah. She's, you know, cool. and, and honestly, she's having cool. had like contact with other children, not just like this is your parenting in the darkness to say like, no, actually she is pretty confident and we all should be. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's great. For our final question, what is the biggest appra- parenting advice that you have to share with new parents? I think I would say, give yourself grace. It's new and you don't know what you don't know yet. And that's okay. And there's a million resources out there, but kind of trying to rein it in a little bit, like Ashley was saying, you know, go with your gut and just kind of try to find your own rhythm with your family, with your family and try to kind of block out all the external factors that may be there. Um, but give yourself grace and give your baby grace because your kid grace because they're learning at the same time you are. Well, and it's really hard to kind of 
figure out what they're like. I mean, like, when did you see this like super strong independent streak in her really come out where it wasn't like, oh, this is just her, you know, being feisty, but oh no, wait, this is truly her personality. I think we, I think I kind of always, even when I was pregnant, I kind of always knew she was going to be her own person, but really the last probably like six, nine months, you know, it has been just very eye opening. Like, okay, she, she does need really big sensory input. Like she really likes to climb the rocks and to, you know, do that. Like for her to sit down and like paint a picture, she'll do it for five minutes. It's not so much her jam, right? Like she wants to do the big things and she wants to be this big presence in our friend group. I mean, it's, it's hilarious when she's around other kids because she'll be like, come on, buddy. Like, let's go come with me. Let's do this. And it's, it's amazing to just see her be so confident and self-aware and know exactly what she wants when she wants it. Because like I said, I feel like I'm, I'm not that way. I am always kind of the people pleaser want to make sure everybody's happy. And uh, you know, she could give two cents what you want her to do or what you think. And, you know, we're trying to set the boundaries of like being respectful and listening when mama says no and that kind of stuff. But it's really amazing just to see where she's, how far she's come in just a really short period of time. So I would say, you know, the last six, nine months is when we've really been like, wow, she is, she's awesome. Like she's her own little person now. And it's, it's great. Well, I wonder too, with like the stability you've given her with this friends group where she's around the same kid she's been around forever, that she really is able just to hone in that personality and be the leader of the group because she's sure. always around like the same group of kids almost like if they were like in daycare yeah. or something like that where like you yeah. just you know your personality really comes out because then you're around the same group of kids yeah yeah it's really interesting to watch and now she's in this little nature school two days a week and it's fun to like get the updates and stuff where like they had a picture they took yesterday where she put this little tin cup on her head and she said that she's a queen so you know just very classic ella for sure <laughs> <laughs> and a queen she will be. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Well, we are out of time. Thank you for joining us for episode 22 of Chicagoland Parenting Stories. And thank you to our guests, Molly Peterson and Ashley Richmond, co-owners of Wisco Lactation. Thank you, Molly and Ashley. Thank you. Thanks so much. It was so great. We appreciate it. 